This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is happening on Monday. And on Sunday here on KEXP, we are having a special broadcast playing music to honor the civil rights leader. Tune in for that broadcast on KEXP.org with Sunday Soul from 6 to 9 p.m. on Sunday, followed by our show Expansions hosted by DJ Riz from 9 p.m. to midnight. And speaking of DJ Riz... He caught up with KXP's Larry Mizell Jr. last year around Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which, by the way, fell two days before the 2021 inauguration of President Biden. They talked about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King and remembered the time before he had his own holiday. Here's Riz. Sentiment tends to make Dr. King's memory rather toothless yeah. and sentimental. And yet we, we're in the middle of stuff that is anything other than toothless. I mean, we're still fighting and catching hell out in these streets. And Dr. King's influence in that is still, will still be felt for years and years to come. And of course you can remember, I can barely remember. I remember more controversy about it being, you know, ratified, but you remember before there was a Martin Luther King day, you know, and, uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Into that. And I also remember <laughs> that Arizona, oh yeah, I think it's the last state mm-hmm. to ratify it, and now they blew, which yeah. gives truth to what they're saying. You let give them an inch, they'll take a mile, right? <laughs> you right. know, so we're gonna take a mile. Mm-hmm. Continue to take that mile. Did you ever imagine there would be a national holiday for the for Doctor King? Yeah, never imagined it. And in fact, when it was first spoken of, I'd have to say the same thing about Juneteenth. Right. I thought, yeah, y'all just, you know. <laughs> right. Slip <laughs> service. Uh, yeah. And now that we're having the serious conversation nationally about Juneteenth and Dr. King's birthday is a birthday and it's nothing that they could change or take away, even though I know there's a good million or so people that want to do that. What's to say? We are the tomorrow our ancestors dreamed of. Mm. Yes. I wish I made that up. Yeah. That I could get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Royalties. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, well, you know. Not yet. It's it's something that I didn't understand until looking back and especially kind of um following Stevie's history that I understood what a what a uphill battle that was and all the resources that got thrown at it. Even one of my dad's cousins worked on that campaign. Awesome. To make that happen, going around the country, drawing support for this thing that you just would think everybody would want to honor this incredible man. Well, you remember the pushback. Part of it was that benign idea that we have enough holidays. Right. We have <laughs> enough holidays. We have enough holidays. <laughs> we got too many holidays. Right. We can't, you know, we can't, we can't afford this. Right. And it's like, mm, you can't afford not to. Right. Because we need that. I mean, we need, uh, I had a conversation with a, a friend earlier. We need to celebrate stuff. We take all of our celebrations for granted. The ones that we don't take for granted, we've commercialized. Right. And so it turns out that we don't celebrate anything. It's true. 
You know, we sure. we actually don't celebrate the veterans. We right. observe the veterans. We don't right. celebrate them. We don't celebrate Mama's Day. Right. You know, and but of course, you know, our mothers be like, I know mine is like, no, you celebrating me. <laughs> okay. Right. So you do what you gotta do. But you know, this is we're celebrating that which came before us mm-hmm. and that which is relevant to us now and our great tomorrow. And so we're gonna do that. Now I don't wanna to date you too much here, but what they got to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> When the march happened, how how which march the the march on Washington? Oh, I missed that one. I was there the one the following year. Really? So you could date me? Yeah, I was. Which march? Sixty four. Yeah, it would have been sixty four. I was ten. Okay. So, uh, I wasn't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember an auntie's boyfriend when the Civil Rights Act was passed. And he said, you should remember this day for the rest of your life. And I'm, you know, 10 years old. I was like, oh, what you done? Rest of my life. What's the, right. <laughs> how much life is a 10-year-old going to have? Right. You know, 50 years later, here we are. Right. I went to the People's March with uh, Dr. Abernathy and Jesse. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe in 67, mm-hmm. 68, after he died, mm-hmm. there was another march. Resurrection City uh, in mm. Washington, a bunch of tents and stuff got mudded out and flooded out. But it, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there, the March on Washington was one of the first massive, like, would you look at all of those people, marches to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every emboldened group feels compelled to take their grievances to Washington the marches we did weren't so much that we were grieved. We were crying out to recognize the inclusion, not to attain inclusion, but for people to recognize we are here. We're part of this. Uh, and at the seat of power, we are at the table. Having touched that at such an early age and having been around that firsthand. And here we are 50 years later. And we see where old boy took us. Does your nearness to to that 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 exposure and that 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 um, that activation and the and, and you being a part of those marches at an early age? I mean, how does that? What am I trying to say here? This is living history to me. Yes. It is not a stretch to say that I've either witnessed or experienced blood and sweat and tears. You know, weak people are being implored to remember where they were last week. I remember where I was when Dr. King was killed. You know, I, I, I remember where I was and, and, and his multifaceted approach that involved civil rights and then uh, Vietnam, I had to worry about Vietnam. I had to be concerned about it. I had to be concerned about civil rights. I'd been on marches since Dr. King with dogs and hoses and police were. It's a long game. This is nothing new. <laughs> it's not even close to new. And we're not done. 
No. You know, so this is living history. This isn't sentimental kumbaya, right? You know, and it behooves me to remind people that Dr. King paid for this with his life. Uh, <laughs> you know, John Lewis paid for it with his life, right? But his life wasn't taken away from him. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. That was a different cost, a different currency. Mm-hmm. But th- this holiday was paid for in blood and i can't stress that enough you know his blood was spilled and we can expect that response and keep on going because that's what we've been doing right thank you see i knew you would know what i was trying to get to was that what you're trying to get to? Yeah, you know, I was just wondering if, you know, that the nearness of that experience to you, it's not an abstract to you, you know, it's you, memory. What, what happened when Dr. King died, uh, I asked my mom, I was 13 years old. I knew that they were having meetings of Operation Breadbasket in Chicago with Reverend Jackson. And I asked my mom if I could join the Breadbasket Choir. I was 13 years old. And for four years at high school, from 67 to 71, every Saturday and subsequent Sundays, I was in the choir being instructed by the likes of uh, Reverend Jackson uh, and spoken to by Andy Young and Julian Bond and John Lewis. And um, I've heard them all, Shirley Shirley Chisholm, all of them, you know, the greats, firsthand, close enough to touch. And I took it for granted that that's the way my life was going to be. And then I was thrust out into the world. <laughs> right. I left Chicago into the, you know, to the bigger body politic. And I've been there in some form since then. Mm-hmm. I ain't marching no more. I'm done with that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I, I I never fail to be astounded by the the experience and I'm not using that as a <laughs> placeholder for age I'm saying the experience and the depth of experience and the and the love and the perspective that you put into what you do thank you so much Riz for all you You're do welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the endless inspiration and uh Uh, The endless inspiration and example you provide. I can't thank you enough. That was Sound and Vision. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation to support this podcast at kexp.org backslash sound. Thanks for listening.